the hosts are here. And I think we should start so that we don't uh, waste time. Good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is B. Hakula. And I'm here with Samex. A very good evening to, all, to you all. And I'll hand over to Samex to uh, give a brief on uh, myself and the program itself. Then I will introduce our guests tonight. Thanks. Over to you, Samex. Okay, thank you very much, Mambi. Good evening and welcome everyone to another riveting episode of Asset on Air. Such a great honor and a great pleasure that every Wednesday we congregate in this platform, you know, in pursuit of bringing transformation, particularly to issues that affect women across the African continent. So today it is no different that we continue and we've got a jam-packed lined up for you I mean, for amazing, amazing women who are coming to share with us some of the greatest things that they are doing. But most importantly, how can women across the continent benefit from their movement and from their experience? So it's such a great honor for us to be again facilitating this session today. We are live on our Facebook page. So if you want to be part of the show, you can go to our Facebook page. It is so easy. You can just go and check out for a set. That's where you can actually go, uh, go to Facebook and get us live there. So invite your friends. If there are people that you know they can benefit from these particular conversations. It's not every day where you have powerhouses congregating in one space. So you may want to take a opportunity of this. It's so easy on Facebook. It is facebook.com forward slash asset media. Then you'll be connected live for those who may not be particularly live on our zoom page so we are about to start our session right now throughout the world i welcome everyone who is joining us today on this particular conversation and later on this is what makes this platform unique and special it's about the questions that you have if you have questions or you've got comments on experiences that you may want to share with us later on we'll be opening a q a opportunity for people who are following the discussion and they want to be part of this conversation. But let me make a prelude as we start the show today. And I think this prelude will actually make you understand why these conversations are so important. And I want to say, no nation can prosper if it doesn't revere and honor its women. No nation can heal when its women are grieving and are oppressed because the success of any nation is in the welfare and the wellness of its women. When the women are happy, I believe that God smiles upon us and great things begin to happen. That is why I want to say, thy kingdom come to everyone 
who is in this show today. I am Semex and I'm a knowledge premier. I will be facilitating the program with my co-host, Mambi Hakula, who is the chairman and the founder of this amazing, amazing platform, Asset Media, but this one is Asset On Air. And she will be introducing our guest today as we officially begin with the show. Mambi, over to you. Thank you very much, Great evening to you all. And welcome to our special guest tonight. Uh, we have one of our guests all the way from Geneva, Judith, who, who is policy and data lead from She Trade Initiative at International Trade Center, a joint agency of UNCTDA and the World Trade Organization. In, in this capacity, she manages projects related to trade policies and women's economic empowerment at global level and regional levels. And gender integrated data collection and analysis. And technical, she gives technical support to national trade and trade related policies. Prior to joining ITC, Judith managed the trade and development program at a leading Geneva based think tank and worked as a trade industrial and regional value chain advisor at the Johannesburg based center for competition, regulation and economic development at Trademark Southern Africa. And in Zambia, Ministry of Commerce, Trade Industry and Pacific Islands. These are the many places that she's worked uh, and uh, she's worked for and she also taught an MPhil in industrial policy run by UNDEP University of Johannesburg. Let's welcome our first uh, speaker tonight, Judith. Uh, I don't want to spoil by misspelling <laughs> your surname. You will actually pronounce it yourself, Judith. I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me here. It's an honor and a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. And we also have Pippa uh, McDougall. She is an international consultant for the She Trade Initiative at the International Trade Center. She works on the establishment and implementation of She Trade Hubs. Very interesting because this is where really we're focusing in, in terms of expanding to Africa and making sure that women in Africa are empowered across Africa and Asia. On behalf of ITC, she's also co-leading the Leadership Coalition together with UN Women within the Equals Global Partnership, which aims to bridge the gender digital divide. Prior to joining ITC, Pepper worked for the government of Canada as a legislative assistant to a member of parliament. She holds a master's degree in political economic, economy of emerging markets. Very interesting. This is the person we need to talk to uh, from King's College, London, UK. Let's welcome you, madam. And we're so looking forward to the engagement with you. We will introduce our uh, speaker in the next session. 
because we don't we want just to whet your appetite for the first session then later we'll introduce our third speaker let me hand over uh to judith to start um session and semex will take over now after that session excellent thank you very much thank you for having us here we are very excited and it's always a pleasure for me personally also to come back to south africa even if uh, uh, only digitally because i spent many years of my career uh, between cape town and johannesburg so um, it's a pleasure now that i'm in geneva uh, to work with the international trade center to bring some of our tools and our initiatives in South Africa. I hope you can hear me correctly and there's no echo. Can you hear me? It's fine, it's not there. Yeah. Thank you so much. So I'm Judith Fessehaye uh, and I work for the International Trade Center. Um, the International Trade Center, it's a joint agency of the WTO. The WTO does the trade negotiation side and UNCTAD. UNCTAD does the uh, trade policy or trade agreements side. What ITC does, it's actually support to SMEs and it helps SMEs to export to global and regional markets and to internationalize. So in a way, we are the most practical and operational arm of the UN with regard to international trade. Within ITC in 2015, we launched the She Trades Initiative, which is specifically targeting women. And our objective, which is a very ambitious goal, is to target 3 million women and to connect them to market by the end of 2021. And we are almost there, I'm happy to report. Um, so how do we do this? Uh, we do this in different ways. First of all, we work directly with women entrepreneurs. We build their competitiveness. We know very well why they are often struggling to take advantage of international trade. Very often they are informal businesses or they're very small sized. Hence, they don't have the resources they need to understand where to export, how to export, meet international standards and meet international buyers. So we work with them at scale to make sure they are competitive in international market, they are aware of what international buyers demand, and also have an opportunity to actually meet international buyers and pitch their products and services. Um, apart from that, over the years, we obviously understood that it's very important to create a conducive environment for women. We can work with hundreds or thousands of women, but if you really want to reach scale and empower millions of women, you cannot do it unless the laws and the policies are in place to make sure that they are empowered uh, to succeed in international trade. So in that respect, we do a lot of work on data to collect and analyze the data that policymakers and decision makers need to make informed decisions. We also work with governments to make sure that their policies are actually supportive of women. For example, we do a lot of work to reform government procurement legislation and policies to open opportunities for women. We work with trade negotiators to make sure that their trade agreements are supportive and create especially opportunity for women entrepreneurs and women producers. And then finally, we do a lot of work with financial institutions to tackle one of the uh, most critical things for women to succeed, which is in international trade, which is access to finance. So we have developed tools, we have a network of financial institutions, and we help them to develop special products for women entrepreneurs. Thank you. 
So what are some of the, our results over the years? Uh, we have managed to create trade opportunities worth 140 million US dollars for women entrepreneurs. And we work with more than 30,000 uh, women companies uh, across the world. We are present in 25 countries and we have a network of over 300 organizations. These organizations include SMEs development agencies, export promotion agencies, market partners, chambers of commerce, and so forth. With all of these, we develop partnership, we bring technical expertise and know-how, and we bring our network of, um, of um, corporates and, and, and women entrepreneurs. Thank you. So one of the critical aspects of she trades and that is that we work for and with the private sector. We target women entrepreneurs, but we understand very well that without working with buyers, it will be very difficult to create opportunities for them. So some of our global partners have specifically set up special programs to support women. And they do this in different ways. So for example, we work with UPS, and UPS has developed um, a number of training and coaching programs for women across the world in partnership with ITC SheTrades, as well as offering uh, discounted uh, uh, services, discounted prices for some of their uh, logistics services. And we are doing this, for example, in Nigeria or in uh, Dubai and Vietnam. Uh, we have a partnership with eBay. So for example, in eBay, in Kenya, we have made sure uh, to uh, train women entrepreneurs on how to be successful in selling through eBay, as well as uh, providing them uh, free of charge uh, online marketplaces to sell their products and services. We have partnership with Visa and Seedley, where we provide a number of training on uh, financial literacy, as well as uh, legal uh, counseling for, uh, for for exporters. Thank you. So one of the key uh, one of the key elements of the success of the initiative is really the ability to shape uh, the global agenda on, on women in trade. So um, leaders uh, from the corporate sector, from governments, have to be committed to this agenda if we really want to be transformational. And ITC was one of the first, really, to make sure that the issue of gender equality and opportunities for women was firmly where the big decisions were made. So one of the key achievements, for example, on the ITC side uh, was to make sure uh, that within the World Trade Organization, where uh, all of the key uh, rules and uh, regulations on, on international trade are made, uh, the opportunities for women, opening up opportunities for women uh, was on top of the priorities. So we championed the Buenos Aires Declaration uh, on Women and Trade with, that was signed by 127 member states. Uh, across the world. And what the Buenos Aires Declaration does is basically committing all these countries to make sure that in their national and regional policies, in their trade policies, in their export promotion uh, efforts, they always open opportunities uh, for women. We also are, we are also co-leading important partnerships, for example, the one on equals, where PIPA uh, is doing a lot of work, uh, which is really to close the digital uh, gender gap. And we know that um, digitalization is one of the key aspects to make sure that businesses are competitive, not only today, but especially going forward in the future. And we also know that women-led companies often lag behind um, in this realm. So the equals partnership together with UNB, UN Women and GNCA 
is really targeting at bridging the digital gap and opening up opportunities for women um, in the IT space. Thank you, Pippa. Um, other two initiatives I wanted to mention to you before we move into uh, the She Trades Hubs is first of all something called She Trades Outlook, which you can see online. It's free of uh, it's free for uh, uh, free of charge for anyone to use, and it's basically um, a set of indicators, new data never been collected before, to tell you how well your country is doing in supporting women's participation in business and trade. So it's eighty three indicators that really tell you whether the country is doing well in providing opportunities for women in terms of access to export markets, uh, finance, skills, labor markets, and so forth. We have rolled out in 25 countries and we are adding other seven African countries this year. South Africa was one of the first countries to be rolled out and which it is really shown an remarkable level of commitment to the tools. Um, it's also a place where you can find good practices and understand what other countries are doing and whether the, what the programs and policies of other countries could possibly inspire change in your own country. And then finally, before I wrap up, the Africa uh, free continental trade area. We know that this is the big thing now in international trade. It's going to be the, the single largest free trade area by number of countries. And South Africa has shown, again, a remarkable level of commitment to it. The FCFTA Secretariat in Ghana is led by a South African and President Ramaphosa has always put this as one of the pillars and the cornerstone of um, uh, South Africa's trade uh, agenda. The FCFTA is a massive opportunity to open regional value chains to SMEs, but we need to make sure that women are empowered with the knowledge and with the resources to take advantage of the FCFTA, and they are not left behind. And since 2019, we are working with more than 50 women business associations across the continent, representing more than 1 million women in Africa to make sure that their priorities on anything from trade in goods to trading services and intellectual property rights are reflected in the negotiation of the agreement, but especially in the implementation of the agreement. And that every country is taking on board the priorities of the women entrepreneurs to make sure the FCFTA delivers for all. Uh, I will now ask people to please take the floor and continue with the She Trades Hub. Thank you. Thank you, Judith. So as some of you may know, we're in the process of launching a She Trades Hub in South Africa next month in partnership with CETA and the department. And She Trades Hubs is our way of bringing all of the tools, the She Trades tools, methodologies, network, and some of the supports that Judith mentioned to South Africa. So CETA is the host institution and, the, and CETA will be rolling out the She Trades initiative to the local context. And with them, we've created, co-created a specialized program specifically for South African women entrepreneurs and really based on the needs of their businesses. So women sorry, women-owned businesses who are interested in this, in this support can register for the She Trades Hub online at shetrades.com. And in doing so, we'll send them a needs assessment to see exactly, um, to ensure that our support is really relevant and catered to their business needs. So once, in, in terms of the support that She Trades can offer through the hub, we have, um, we have a, a number of different opportunities. So once women-owned businesses register for shetrades.com, 
they'll automatically have full access to a range of online platforms. So this includes more than 40 virtual learning space modules on everything you would need to know about trade. So this includes courses and modules on topics, including or such as logistics for e-commerce on how to identify your right target market. We also have webinars with our private sector partners, some of which Judith mentioned. And, and this is also a great opportunity because they're live webinars. It's a great opportunity for women-owned businesses to ask questions to experts, let's say from our private sector uh, law companies who can, who can answer questions related to intellectual property rights, as an example. So women who register for the hub will also be invited to all of the She Trades events and market opportunities. So we'll be running in-person workshops. They'll be invited to trade fairs, including She Trades Global, which is coming up, networking events, buyer to seller events, you name it. And through the She Trades hub, they'll also have access to She Trades Invest. So this is pillar six of our initiative, unlocking financial services. And here women will, will be able to increase their access to finance through increasing their investment readiness, but also having the opportunity to be connected to our network of impact investors. The online platform also houses all of our, our market analysis tools, which women entrepreneurs will also be able to access. I'll just go to the next slide. I wanted to just share a bit more information about She Trades Global. So this is our annual flagship event. It's our premier global business event that connects women entrepreneurs with buyers, investors, and partners. And it's really a unique opportunity for women to do business, to get inspired, and to also forge lasting business partnerships. So this year it's taking place in Dubai. It's a hybrid event, so taking place both online and in person in Dubai alongside Expo 2020. It's taking place in October of 2021. There's already 3,000 participants registered from more than 100 different countries. So we're really bringing together all of the women entrepreneurs and partners within our network to come together to do business, to learn from one another. There'll be master classes, there'll be an investment challenge. So it's a really great opportunity um, that women in South Africa will be able to access through the hub by registering. We also have, oh, and what, one more thing to note. So leading up to, to She Trades Global in October, we're launching a six month capacity building program that is designed to uh, prepare women entrepreneurs for the trade fair. So this starts in March, which is only in a few weeks away. And this will feature She Trades masterclasses, uh, webinars. You can see some of the UN certified e-learning courses so this is a really great opportunity, starts in a few weeks. So we encourage all of those listening here tonight to register for the hub. We also have uh, an event coming up next week called the She Trades Digital Forum. And we're hosting sector specific workshops for women in the textile and apparel um, industry, tourism industry, agribusiness and IT sector. So if any of those listening here tonight are from those sectors, we encourage you to register through registering for the hub, we'll send you all of the information about these other events and opportunities. So if any of this sounds of interest, we encourage you to register today. You can do so on SheTrades.com. We'll be sharing out the slides following the call, which has the links. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to email us at womenintrade at interestend.com. 
we also have Leah from the Small Enterprise Development Agency who's been great and she has also offered her email. So if you have any questions, actually you can ask them here. We'll have a Q&A session following this. But perhaps I'll end my small presentation here and hand the floor back over to Ms. B. Thank you. Thank you very much, ladies. Uh, that was a marvel and very interesting uh, uh, presentations. And I think what is important is um, the global uh, uh, representation and uh, where she trades a uh, 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 footage. We'll now uh, get SMX to facilitate this process in terms of Q&A. But I think what I would like you to note, both uh, Judith and uh, uh, Pepper, is that our interest is specifically on the hubs, the online uh, hubs, as well as taking care of women that are in rural areas, because you understand that Africa is very rural and uh, that in terms of reach, not everyone will be able to access the online registration and of interest to uh, us is that how then do you ensure that there is a, a br bridging the gap process to ensure that the women at the grassroots level, they're not left out. You know, they're crafters, they do beautiful work that is of export quality. Currently they are being exploited and therefore we need to answer those questions as we really look at connecting Africa and making sure that Africa is tra trading amongst itself, but also globally. We need to be sure that we build the building blocks, blocks to ensure that no one is left behind in terms of rural women of Africa. Thanks, over to you, Semex. Thank you very much, uh, Mambi. You are still tuned in to Asset on Air, Possibilities Unlimited. And a big thank you to Judith and also Pippa for that comprehensive uh, presentation that they made about specifically what uh, she trades is all about. Perhaps before we go on to our Q&As, because I see a lot of interest, so many comments are coming through on this masterclass today. Maybe I want to pick it up from where, where you left, where you left to say one of the key missions of she trades is to connect the women around the world. But it's very important to understand that uh, Africa, like Mambi has said, it's predominantly rural. We are actually operating in an uneven business environment or what somebody would call an uneven business landscape. So that would be on, of interest, to be honest, as we do our Q&A questions to say, is, is the global method or the model that she trade has adopted, taken into consideration the uneven landscapes that we'll particularly find in Africa, you know, with a developing country, obviously cannot be compared with the, uh, with the developed countries or first world countries, basically because of the resources that could play a very important role in how we do that. So I don't know between Judith and Pippa who would go on into this one because that is what will be the key. If you are to roll out the problem into uh, the program into Africa, particularly starting the hubs into Africa, then you have to make sure that the playing ground or the landscape is conducive for all the women to trade in the continent. Judith? Thank you very much. I think this is an excellent question. Um, and obviously, 
And obviously it's a critical question, not only in Africa, but in a, in a lot of other contexts in which we operate, in, another of, in a number of other countries in which we operate. Um, so it depends really on the sectors and the approach of every government we work with. For example, in West Africa, we have big projects and these big projects are targeting women rural producers in the countryside. Um, and some of the interesting thing uh, we are doing there, I think potentially could be rolled out also, or because could be considered also uh, in South Africa. So uh, one thing we are doing is a lot of face-to-face -face training through women cooperatives. Uh, so obviously with COVID, we, were, we had some serious restrictions in the extent to which we could deliver these face-to-face -face activities, but this is something that we have just resumed uh, doing. So we actually move the training and the capacity building opportunities where the women are, and sometimes it's really remote, uh, uh, remote places. What we did with COVID is also to adjust some of the work, so we have used, for example, radio, uh, uh, stations to organize a lot of training and you know information about opportunities and so forth. Um, and then one important thing I think which we did uh, with rural producers was to actually start to work with the buyers because very often the buyers have established supply chains and they have the means to really scale up some of these activities because very often they work with thousands of farmers. So if there is the will at the corporate level to actually work more with women producers, this is where we really see the opportunity to reach big numbers, to reach big numbers of women. Uh, so we have engaged uh, major processors of cashew nuts, uh, cassava, etc., and we are working with them to roll out their um, procurement practices to women producers. And I think this has been uh, particularly effective. Um, and I would also defer to our uh, counterparts in the government, because I'm sure they also have uh, developed over the years uh, tools methodologies to to work with uh, with women in rural areas okay thank you very much judith much appreciated we will talk more particularly about the rollout of the hubs because that is an area where we'll be mostly interested in so welcome and i open now to the audience those who may have a question please uh, show by the raising of a hand and sis ruth kindly help me on that side to see people who may be actually commenting or who may be having questions so that we can take them right away. I see a lot of comments are coming through right now. I mean, so many people interested in the conversation that we have. And somebody says, may we please have a copy of the presentation from, I'm sure, I'm sure the presentation will be made available. We'll just confirm with Judith and uh, we just, yeah, with, with Judith. And yeah, if we have a question, kindly ask that question. This is the time now. Probably you picked something from what they said, and you want an explanation, what people said and what Judith said, this is the time. And then what is the key? What is key is the sharing of the global agenda so that the business don't reinvent the wheel. Okay, one of the key points that they made from their, from their presentation. So this is the time for the questions. If you have a question, kindly indicate that you have a question. But while you still maybe thinking or constructing the, the question that, that you have, I don't know who will take this between Judith and, and Pipa. For, for the past two weeks, and Judith, you touched on this, we have been talking on this masterclasses about the Africa free trade area, you know, which is trying all by means to open up 
you know, ways to increase the access as far as women can do business throughout the continent. Are this one of the initiatives, one of the, the developments in the African continent in particular that you are trying actually to maximize uh, in, in reaching out and rolling out your plan? It's one of the questions that I'll be more interested in. I don't know who will take this, Judith and Pippa. How are you going to maximize the African trade area in order to make sure that it mesh and it coincides with she trade mission. Thank you very much. This is a very important question. Uh, the African continental free trade area is very important, not only for the number of countries involved and some of the large markets involved, um, but also because it's an opportunity for African companies to export value added products. So we know that African countries, including South Africa, tend to export commodities outside of Africa, but value-added products important for job creation, industrialization, technological innovation in the African continent. And indeed, for example, if you look at South Africa, SADC is one of the main countries actually for manufactured products and for services and for value-added products. So you can imagine the potential for South African SMEs outside of SADC where there are very big markets like in West Africa, for example, or in North Africa. So the FCFTA is actually the opportunity to open up this market. But what needs to happen for women to take advantage of this? I think I will, I will create two categories of things. The stuff that needs to be done at the level of the, of the African Union Commission and the FCFTA secretariats. And this is where governments really need to make sure that these trade provisions have as a priority the actual trade agreements include things that are important for women. So look, for example, at the Continental Simplified Trade Regime. This is a program that, if it's prioritized, will enable especially SMEs, informal producers, to really be able to cross, to trade across the border without being hampered by red tape, sometimes briberies and all sorts of things, delays being stuck at the border and all sorts of things. So these kind okay. of programs, so trade facilitation, are absolutely important for, for women. And then there's a whole set of things that I think national government needs to do, like the She Trades Hub, for example, that South Africa is doing, where you really provide access to information and resources specifically for women. Okay, thank you very much, Juliet. I can see some hands are up and I'm going to open up for this Q&A question. Officially, the first round is open and the first one will be Yolisa Njovu. I see that your hand is up. Yolisa, kindly unmute your microphone and please, uh, you can come in. Uh, thank you so much, Sir Max. Um, I'm really so excited to, to be part of this platform. And um, I guess mine is perhaps um, I'm, I'm here to, to just state something that I've been working on. So I've been working, so I'm based in the Eastern Cape in South Africa. And uh, for the past two years have been working um, you know, with women this side. And I realized, you know, part of the biggest challenges is exactly what you spoke about, Sir Max, in your first question, which is that the product, people, the women have the products, but then there's the digital divide. And uh, so something that I've currently, like really quite recently been working on is using a messenger platform as a way of reaching. So basically the platforms that they have accessible because they don't necessarily mm -hmm. have Zoom, 
uh, they don't necessarily sometimes have Facebook or if they do, they don't have the data. And using, for example, a platform like WhatsApp. So about two weeks ago with the program that we're running, I actually had to do a presentation, a full-on presentation using WhatsApp. But, and so that's something that we realized that as we wanted to do our training online, how do we adopt it to reach the women? Because now feature phones also allow women um, you know, to, to have a WhatsApp, but something like Facebook tends to have, needs a little bit more data. And so I guess what I'm here to propose is that um, for here in South Africa or any work here in the West, in Eastern Cape rather, that I would love to be part of that conversation in terms of how do we get this kind of information to grassroots levels, especially because it also needs to be translated that when you talk about trade agreements, not every no one knows what that is and what it looks like and what it entails. And so you often have to put in as well a bit of context, um, you know, so that the women know this is what they're getting themselves into. I'm not saying yeah. it's all women, but the women we really also want to reach and um, so that this information is, um, you know, decentralized. So I'm okay. just saying that for CEDA, I am available and I'd love to have that conversation. Beautiful, beautiful uh, input coming through from Yoli Sandlovo. We're sending our love to the people of the Instant Cape, City Molo, uh, uh, to, to the Kosa people of, of South Africa. Two important questions, I mean, not questions or observations. I'm sure we'll be able to round up with Judith and Pippa later on on the show. It's about the platform and also the role of ICT will continue to be very important if we are to become successful into this. Thank you very much, Yolisa. From Yolisa, I'm going to Jolie Masay, whose hand is up, Jolie. Thank you, unmute your microphone and please come in. Thank you, thank you so much. Uh, I'm Jolie Masai. I'm, I'm following the meeting from DRC, so I'm a Congolese and French speaker, so please, uh, bear with me with my, as my English is not perfect than yours. <laughs> bear with me. I'm a French speaker. I'm, I'm very surprised, not surprised, but I'm happy for being part of this, uh, this meeting because I've learned a lot. It's my first time to, to hear about uh, sheet trades. And what I've noticed when Judith shared the, the map, I've noticed that uh, sheet trades it's more implemented in English countries, not in francophone countries. So we, we have, for example, me, I'm working, but I'm, I'm, I've started a agriculture um, business and uh, I'm not alone. There are many women here in DRC, in Kinshasa and in other uh, parts of the, the, the country who are very interested uh, maybe to be part of this uh, organization. I think that the language should be one, one of the, the barriers, but I don't know, uh, what is the criteria? Because there is no uh, French country in this, uh, yeah, in, in the map, as I, I, I'm, okay. I'm saying. Yeah, so just explain how to do, what to do, to, to bring also those fr Francophone women in this organization. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. Beautiful stuff, Jolie Massey, all the way from the DRC Kinshasa. Thank you very much for that quick question. I don't know between Pippa and Judith. Quickly, who's going to take it? Very important. If we are to expand on, 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 on access, uh, the Francophone, they're saying we want to be there. That is the dynamic of 
the African continent. Just in one minute, who's going to take it, Judith and Pia and Pippa, because we want to move on to Leah so that we can focus on South African specific details. So just quickly, we started as an English only platform, but over mm -hmm. the years we have been developing more and more resources in French and now in Spanish. Uh, a lot of the online courses on sheetreads.com are now in French and we are actually uh, increasing our presence in West Africa. So looking forward to work next in the DRC. Thank you very much, Judith. You must be so excited, Judith, Pippa, and Mia, about the challenges that Africa is actually going to give you, the challenge to grow, to transform. I'm so you're excited about that. But let me not waste time and go on to introduce Leah Sherian, who will be speaking specifically about the South African details, the South African environment. Over to you, Leah. Thank you very much so much. Thank you, Sus B, for this opportunity. And I just want to share my, my screen. Okay, so you've heard the ITC's perspective, and now I would like to put it down to the South African perspective of how sheet trades landed on South African soil. So this all started off with the 2019 SONA address by our um, president, Cyril Ramaphosa, and he had um, mentioned, or he has seen that um, based on statistics and based on data that our SMMEs, they've got a great role to play when it comes to um, economic growth and creating jobs and reducing income inequality in South Africa. So um, the Sheet Trades Hub was identified or the Sheet Trades program was identified as one of the priorities um, that was announced on the, at the SONA address and they had faith in the program and they realized that this can certainly build the economy of South Africa. And the Department of Small Business Development was put in charge of making sure that this program was brought to South African soil and CEDA after a lot of uh, assessments and a lot of questions that uh, the ITC had uh, put us through um, was chosen as the host institution that will be implementing the, the sheet trades program. So what now has come forth is that TSPD, the Department of Small Business Development, ITC, and CEDA will be forming a partnership and CEDA will be implementing the program in South Africa. So just giving you some statistics on why is it that we need this program in South Africa? You know, when we look at the statistics, We've seen that from 2008, we've got a great decline in our female SMMEs. We had 48% before, and now it's come down to 38% in 2017. So, and then even the female ownership, we see that majority of the ownership is in micro enterprise, and just a small uh, amount of them is distributed amongst the, the small enterprise and the medium sized enterprise. So, when we look at South Africa, and one of the reasons why um, uh, CEDA and South Africa was chosen as um, capable of um, hosting the, the, the hub the, was that we do have our policies in place. We've got very good gender bias policies in place where we are ensuring that women are um, given opportunities. We are ensuring that women are taking over the corporate field and they are given um, key executive positions. But that's still not enough because when we look at SMMEs in a global scheme, South Africa is ranked number 22 in the world. And when we look at the number of female SMMEs from that, 
there's only 18.8% of female business owners. And when we compare ourselves to Ghana, we are way at the bottom where Ghana's 46.4% of women are female entrepreneurs. So, you know, our previous presenters talked about the kind of, um, even Sir Max, when he opened up, he said the happiness, the freedom, the, the financial security. Imagine all these kind of th uh, these um, aspects that are put into place if a, a woman is earning money and she's not going to a nine to five job, but at the mo at, um, however, she's got her own business that she's running. Imagine the confidence it builds in her. Imagine the contribution she's making to the community and also to the economy of the country. So that is what we would like to strive through this program. So then we looked at what are the, some of the struggles that our female entrepreneurs um, go through. First is access to capital. It's very difficult for us uh, women to get capital. Uh, it's actually improving um, a lot in, in, um, in current days. But on a general scheme of things, it's very difficult for women to get capital because we are seen as a high risk when it comes to, uh, to borrowing money. So we don't get the capital to start our business. And then if we don't get the capital, how are we expected to expand our business? So in order for us to expand our business, we need potential investors. And how will potential investors have faith in us when we don't have um, uh, the capital and banks and financial institutions don't have the, uh, the faith in backing us up? So that is the second problem that we came up with. And then the next problem that we um, women are facing is that mentorship. Fine, we've got CEDA. CEDA does mentoring, CEDA does coaching. We've got trainings that are in place for our SMEs. But imagine when it's solely coming from women, where it's solely um, uh, comprised or compiled of solely for women. And imagine where you've got, you are listening to the struggles that a woman has gone through and she has made it and she's successful and she's taken her business to a higher level and you're, you, you are able to look up to this person and you're able to identify yourself with this person and you know that this person has seen the struggles that you're going through. So um, that is why we think mentorship is very important and that is what, um, <laughs> another aspect that this program would be able to bring into this. The next is the technical and business skills. We've got women with fantastic business ideas, but they lack the skills and they lack the business um, uh, knowledge. So they, as you will be, um, uh, you will be able to see once you log on to the, the She Trades program or the dashboard, you will see that there's hundreds of videos that you can go through that you can learn from at your own pace, and it's all free of charge. And you, it's so um, um, uh, enriching to be able to have all those videos that you can you can um, um, go through and you can learn from and you can apply into your business. And the last is the lack of access to market and networking opportunities. I mean, that is the main problem that all our women are having. We've got fantastic products. Like Mum B said, you've got great, I mean, women with fantastic craft products, but where do they sell it? So we want to have that platform where somebody from, from uh, Nigeria should be able to go into the, um, the platform and be able to order your, your, your jewelry or your, your pottery or whatever it is that you have that, um, that you are going to be serving for uh, onto this program. So just to, just to give you an overline, um, Judith had mentioned that they want to connect 3 million women entrepreneurs to the gold global market. Now, South yeah. Africa has pledged that we want to ensure that we are going to have 50,000 women entrepreneurs 
ready for the global market. So we are going to customize, meaning we don't want to make it a one size fits all, like what happens in Nigeria might not have be fit, uh, uh, fitting our women. So we want to give it the Mzanzi touch where the struggles, the problems, the uh, whatever it is that our women entrepreneurs are facing and whatever difficulties that um, they need to overcome, we will be able to, to customize the program and have uh, the interventions that is uh, fitting for our women. So it's going to be an online platform and it's going to provide a unique opportunity for our women-owned businesses so that you are able to participate in the regional and also in global value chains. And we want to make sure that through this, you are able to link yourself up with business corporations and financial institutions. So okay. they talked about the, the, um, the pillars. I just want to mention that we will be focusing in South Africa on number five, and that is to ensure um, that we have market access for our women. So just the last part here, just here, the objectives. We want to register our women onto the database. These are the three objectives. We want to make sure that export-related activities and business development support is given. We want to ensure that you are ready for global um, trading. So the last part that I would like to just to highlight on is just the criteria that the South African hub will be following. The main thing that even ITC will, uh, will um, uh, want is that you need to have 30% ownership of your business. And we would like to, to bring in the reins a little bit by saying that 50% of South African business ownership, and you should not be any subsidiary of any other company or franchise business, and you should be running the business day to day because there's no point in being on this program if you do not know what's happening in your business. And lastly, we will be giving, giving preference to the government priority sectors like your ICT, tourism, manufacturing, um, agribusiness, but that does not mean that the others are disqualified. Anybody with the formal business is allowed to participate in this program. Thank you, Sir Max, and I hand it over to you. Thank you, thank you very much, uh, Leah Sharon. Leah Sherrod is the Program Implementation Specialist for Export Development at CEDA, uh, Development at CEDA. I mean, managing the delivery of CEDA's Export Development Program on a national arena. She has 14 years of sound experience in small business development environment. She's very passionate of capacitating SMMEs to acquire the knowledge and the training that is required. I mean, to ensure that their product is sold on an international platform alongside with creating a vibrant entrepreneurial ecosystem. And most importantly, that will permit the startup, that will boost the startups, developing existing businesses and creating a robust economy which creates jobs. Leah is a public relations graduate and has an honors degree in integrated organizational communication. And I'm sure you can see it and hear it from the presentation and the passion that is oozing from her voice. Leah, we thank you very much for that amazing, amazing presentation. Indeed, I'm sure this is the step in the right direction throughout the continent. And right now, Mambi Hakula is on standby to round it off, Mambi. Thank you very much, Samex. Let's uh, appreciate your presentation, Leah. Very interesting, and it actually links on how uh, South Africa you, you intend plugging into the global space. Thank you very much. But before we continue with the Q&A for this session, let's uh, round up the questions that came. 
messy, your hand was up, and uh, see Chengi, your hand is also up. Let's deal with those two questions, then we, we move forward. If there's any questions that you don't, you want to put on the chat box, also do, also do so. Over to you, Messi. Unmute first, and then you can talk. Unmute your audio, please. Messi? Yes, I have. Go ahead. Uh, she's still on mute. She needs to unmute the microphone. Please unmute can your you microphone. Yes, we can hear you now, loud and clear. Okay. The the the. Thank you, Mabi. This has been very insightful and very pertinent. But my my issue here is is about the 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 policies for funding and financing credit the credit uh, lines as well as payments for goods. I found a lot of frustration trying to buy things that are being sold in, in South Africa, books, even your cap that, that you designed, Mabi. You know, the, 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 the transactions are, are frustrated by the, the arrangement for settlement of payments for goods. Yeah. What can be done about that? Because there's so much that we can sell each other, but we are frustrated with the mode of payment and how to then finish the transaction. Yes, the trade platform. Thank you very much, Shamisi. Uh, Chengi and then Zama. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Hi, everyone. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you, Chengi. Yes. Uh, thank you, uh, Women of Africa Arise, for pulling through. And I want to also thank uh, uh, to people and also to Leah. And I also want to take this platform to take advantage of this platform to share with you that we're learning from Leah because ITC she trades outlook is now in Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe has also been considered as part of the seven additional countries. Truly. Who is this not concerned for the IT's outlook? So I am happy that I'm here and we will be learning from each other as part of the SATAC region. Thank you. Thank you very much, Shangi. That is the, the plan that Africa needs to connect and uh, trade uh, amongst itself. You know, Zama, let's hear from you. Zama, your hand was up. Yes. Go ahead. And um, thank you for this opportunity. Um, as a young businesswoman, as I consider myself so, I'd like to know which line and factors of organization I should consider on my on, on my upcoming business. Thank you. Can you clarify more on your question, Zama? Okay. Um, mainly, like there are things which I think they are hidden on the business side, which will make my company to grow. So I'd like to know more about it or any 
strong perspectives that I'd like to learn from you? Business development yes. training, understanding the yes. business environment. And the life structure which I have to consider. What business are you in? Are you active in business now? Yes, I am about to. Okay, so you've got an idea. I think uh, they will respond to that. Let me allow um, Leah to come first. And if there's any additions from uh, Judith and Pippa, they can come later. Over to you, Leah. Um, Zama, what, what business are you going to go into? Video and... Summer, what business are you going to go into? I want to go into a business of selling home coats. For an example, when you just walk in a household, there'll be like those coats where we turn live happily, beautiful, and laughter, something like that, ma'am. Okay, so you would like to know um, how to develop your business? Yes, okay, and so which important step to take. Which? Which fundamental step to consider? Okay, the first fundamental step that I can um, tell you now, I hope that you would uh, consider being a CEDA client. When you go to this, your nearest CEDA branch in uh, East London or wherever, it, where, you're based in East London, right? No, I'm based on Gauteng at Val. You're based in, in Val, okay. So yeah. you go to Bramfontein. I will, if you can send me an email, I will put in my uh, email address in the chat box and um, I will send you the contact details for the the information officer that you can make an appointment with so that you go to the CEDA branch, you register yourself as a CEDA client and they would be able to do the needful. So what they normally do is that they check to see um, what they do an assessment on you to see what your gaps are. And then based on those gaps, they see the kind of interventions that um, your business will require. Okay. So yeah, so um, that that is what I would suggest for you. So okay. I, I will provide you with my email address please take it down and then contact me and i will send you the details okay. that are needed okay thank you so much put it on the chat box uh, please leah yes so I will. other people might need it they, they there we go okay thank you so macy has a, another question <laughs> leah you don't want to respond to that one uh, on the trade platforms, maybe. Perhaps Whoever I wants can, to take that, you want to take that paper? Yes, perhaps I can take that one. So I, I, I think the question was around digital payments, um, digital payment solutions and the, and the challenge that it still is oftentimes. Mm. I think we're, we're all transitioning towards digital transformation and increasingly we're gonna have digital payment solutions. I think the challenge is ensuring that they're safe and secure. One of the, the areas that we're working with with our private sector partners, um, act specifically with Visa, we're working with them on this issue and they're training uh, the women entrepreneurs within our network on online payment solutions for e-commerce. So recognizing that this is the way of the future, it's, um, it's only going to improve, although there, there still are challenges now but we recognize that this is a key area to facilitating trade. It's very much on our radar and we're working with different private sector partners to address this really pertinent challenge and issue. So thank you very much for raising that question. Over to the- In question, um, if I may chip in, the main question here already, we've got our own platform, women's uh, platform 
Women of Africa Arise. And we've started an initiative where we want to trade amongst ourselves, region by region. And the biggest challenge is one, the, the payment systems. Secondly, the whole logistics around managing that. We know that women have been actively trading you know, across the borders and all that, but we want to move them from the informal trading uh, into business and formal uh, trading so that we are able to export freely. And I think the free trade agreement provides for that. The question that I'm hearing Macy asking is that, what is it that she trades can do? And I think also uh, Cheng is saying the same thing, saying now that she traders actually identified Zim, what can we do immediately for Southern mm -hmm. Africa now? Because mm -hmm. all the products were ready, we started, and mm -hmm. we need something that will get us. We're talking quality products, and we want to be able to say first, which is what in the presentation came very strongly, that you assist in making sure that we're, uh, women businesses are export ready. Secondly, that um, uh, that we are able to, 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 to trade globally. So we need to be able to trade amongst ourselves. I think that is the question. If you mm. can all try and respond to that. Sispi, um, one part of it that I can answer is that that is why um, did you, uh, maybe you did not understand from the, uh, the presentation that the She Trades has an online platform that you can trade on. Once you register on the, uh, the She Trades database, you will be able to see that you can register, you can put in products. Um, actually, Pippa did not do the registration process. Otherwise, you would have seen that you are able to go in and put in your products and anybody from any region is able to access your products and they can buy it. So you, you can uh, do the trading online there on the She Trades portal itself. I think Pippa can just take on, um, give more clarification on that. Amen. Yes, I can. Thank you. So while, while we do have um, a platform or on SheTrades.com, you are able to feature your goods and services. Um, we're still in the process of adding more South African buyers. So I would say it's still at, at this current stage is not the best platform to facilitate trade. However, we do work with different private sector partners uh, to leverage their expertise and they've conducted trainings on how to use different online payment services uh, specifically for e-commerce so judith mentioned we work with ebay and visa and they've been able to to really um, help guide women entrepreneurs on which payment systems could be best could work best for their their company depending on the growth stage that they're in I know other um, companies out there like Alibaba, they have an Alipay system that's increasingly being used um, across Asia. And I know that's starting to come into Africa. While we don't work with them currently, I, I see that um, as a very good potential going forward. So I, I think at this stage, there's still lots of opportunities and lots of work still to be done on this. Yeah. I think the main thing is not the, the because you can pay and all that, the very best platforms to make the payment. The logistical part, both you've addressed the one part of the question. The other part is the kind of assistance from the point of logistics, making sure mm. that the goods, they move from one point to the next. If I get an order, I get paid, you know, how smoothly is that process and how can she trade assist in that regard? 
or is it CEDA that is coming in there or any other agency that we work with in another country? So what I want to understand is, is whether as she trade, you provide the full cycle of assistance and capacity building that will ensure that women are able to trade amongst themselves globally, but we want to first confine say within the continent. What Mambi, is it? Mambi, um, can I, I think now I understand. I think you were referring to the actual, okay, now, you, now that you mentioned the logistical part, we have, um, CEDA has, okay, this has got nothing to do with the sheet trades, but CEDA has contracted a service provider who does that, the logistical part of it. So if you want to be in touch with that person, I can link you up where he, I mean, he will charge a fee for it, but he does the entire logistical part, starting from if you have to take your products from here to Timbuktu, the entire logistical part, um, the if it's visa requirements, if it's the courier service, if it's the, the packaging, mm -hmm. he does the entire, the entire process. Mm -hmm. So if you can maybe talk to him and then like come up with a partnership where for your, your platform that you have already set up in the Eastern Cape, then you would be able to do that. I can uh, link you up with, a, um, with that service provider and you can negotiate a good deal with them maybe, depend. but um, that is just, I mean, for you to, to work towards. May I also add on the sheet trade side? It's got one This is on the sheet trade side. We actually do quite a lot of work on logistics because obviously it's essential, right? You can have the best products in the world, but if you can't move them out competitively, you are out of the market. So we are doing lots of capacity building with the women entrepreneurs. We do it both online and especially now with COVID, we had to strengthen the component online um, on really skills relating on to logistics to make sure they know what the best solutions are, how to take advantage of the best uh, service providers and so, and so forth. So a lot of training. When we can, we also do it face to face. Uh, that's one thing. Um, with UPS, we have an important partnership and, and with Maersk. And as you know, these are global logistics company. So with Maersk, for example, we have done a very in-depth coaching with selected SMEs, women-led SMEs, where they've actually worked with them over months to make sure they had the logistic side of their businesses, uh, they got it right. Um, with UPS, we targeted larger numbers, um, but it was specifically in uh, four countries, in four uh, priority countries as with the first round. Um, so obviously with the hub, this is something that we could see if this is a priority for South Africa. Um, this is something we could discuss, how to bring this kind of um, ad hoc solutions for South African women entrepreneurs. Um, and uh, yes, so I will leave it. Uh, yeah, these are the critical things, but we have done quite a lot of work. Like on sheetreads.com, we have lots of modules on this. And I would like to add that with the COVID, uh, we also had last year a very successful uh, series of webinars in April, 2020, uh, where we really work with 3000 uh, women to increase their awareness of the implications of COVID on supply chain disruptions. So what does it mean for you trying to export your products outside your country? You can see, Judith, that this is a sore point for most women. I think this is something that we need to engage and see how we can work together in this regard and make sure that we are able to pilot, even if it's one region, Southern uh, Africa region, and we can work on the teething problems that we might have and 
the two things that I want you to keep in mind as we are about to wrap up uh, past our time. Uh, we're supposed to be finishing at seven, but it's been a very interesting debate. But two things that, three things that I want to raise, which you need to as, as take homes. Africa needs to feed itself, herself. Africa must dress herself. And this is the two areas that as uh, the, the, the women uh, of Africa arise forum that are represented here in this platform of uh, a site on air uh, are raising. So this is something that we'd like to have uh, your assistance and focusing on and engage. And we will definitely engage with you after this session and see how we take the process forward. I will now hand over to Semex uh, uh, to take the last two questions. Kevin's hand is up and uh, Cheng's hand is up. And then I hand over to Semex just to wrap up. And next week we have Dr. Nyangule uh, Messi here on leadership. So me, I bow down, I bow out and over to Semex. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much, Mandi. You can bow out, but do not bow down because we still need you back into the show. Thank you very much. It's been a great and interactive conversation. I don't know if we still have time to take because we've ran out of, out of time. Uh, so maybe we can share. They can go to our website to assetmedia.co.za. That's where they can get all our details there. And we will leave the details of all our guests today on the chat room. And yeah, they can interact further. And I was talking to the executive producer and the editor-in-chief to say, maybe we need a follow-up follow session on the show today. So let's direct the traffic for now into our website, www.assetmedia.co.za and also on our different platforms. But from me, it's a big thank you to our guests today. I mean, it's been very enlightening. It's been very enlightening and I want to thank them. Judith, thank you very much for coming to the show. Judith, Fesehai, and also Pipa, uh, McDougall and Lydia Sharon, thank you very much. Mambi, I appreciate, and everyone who has been part of this show, we really appreciate. Keep on spreading the word. Tell people about what is it that needs to be done, what you are benefiting from here. Because this is a platform created particularly for women in Africa to explore and stretch their wings and to benefit into many initiatives that are actually started throughout the African continent. So it's a big thank you from our team. It's Ruth Memeza, it's our editor-in-chief. And then Kevin is our director of ICT and Mambi is the founder and also the chairman of this platform. I am Semex and Ditikama. A very good evening. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.